the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number seven for the week of July 18th, 2005. Greetings, folks. Welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton. I am here with John Braun. We are back from Macworld and safe nestled in our homes and here bringing you this week's podcast. How are you, John? Good, Dave. I, I, I feel safe back in my home. Do you? But I felt safe at Macworld, too. Yeah, it was fairly safe there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no riots or anything. No, there were no riots. I, there were like, no riot-inducing announcements, I, I don't think. I guess that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Did you get back from the show okay? Yeah, no problem. That's good. That's good. And a nice long weekend back to the grind on Monday. But. That's right. Well, I, I've been busy here pouring, as I know you have, and, and we were at the show even, pouring through all of the uh, the audio comments that we got from you folks. Thank you so oh, much. man. Yeah, I'll tell you. Man, I, you know. We barely had time to listen to them all. So. <laughs> but we, but did. we did. Yeah, we stayed up late one night and, and, and listened to them all in the, in the hotel room. And, and uh, we, we will be bringing you some, uh, some of them in a, in a future show. Probably, well, we said we were going to wait, what, four shows before we did another mailbag. But, but that just might not mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, so. yeah, but it's uh, people all over the place. We're uh, actually uh, reaching out globally. Yeah, that's Believe right. Believe it yeah. or not, Dave. Yeah, I, I believe uh, we got it. A whole bunch of people here. I, I get the uh, same email you do, you know. Oh, well, yeah. are you sure? Well, no. Uh, I think but there's I, some I only get. I do scan all of your email too, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know the password to the surfer. That's right. <laughs> I hold all the keys. Oh, my gosh, we got all sorts of people. Lee in Germany, Matt in Austria, Anna. In I think Poland. Matt was in Australia though. Matt? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Alex and India, Lori in New Zealand, Primal in Nepal, okay, and yeah. Ali in the UK, and Christopher in Sweden. So we're, we're just all over the place. Well, here. yeah, um, and that's, you know, not not to forget all of the folks that uh, that are here in the U.S. too, right? I mean, like, you know, Jeff and Chris and William, right? Ashley. And, and Steve. And <laughs> Bob. <laughs> okay. It's like getting like the Mickey Mouse Club here. So anyway, I got back from Macworld, and, and I was met with a surprise. Yep, that's right. Just as you guessed, I went out Saturday with the family, and we bought a yellow lab puppy. Oh. Yeah. and it as, like cheese? Well, you know, that, 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 of course, John is alluding to something that n- most of you don't know, but my, my son, who now is three and a half, since he was one and a half, has told us he wanted a yellow lab, and he wanted to name it Cheese. So we went and got cheese on Saturday. As soon as I got back from Macworld. So. <laughs> However, even before that, because uh, I actually got back on Friday, I got back and actually Thursday night, my wife had called and said that the internet connection in the house was down. Now, we had had electricians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this story gets goes deeper and deeper. We'd had electricians at our house on, on Thursday, and so I thought, well... Must have been those guys. And so I climbed up in the attic where yeah. I knew they were working, checked the connection. See, we've got, as, as you've heard me say, we have the detached office here. And there's actually cables that run underground between the house and the office. And thankfully, the previous owner did all uh-huh. that. So, yeah. But anyway, I thought, oh, no, you know, maybe the electrician cut something in the attic where all these cables connect. No, nope, everything worked fine in the attic. 
And then I started thinking, well, maybe it wasn't the electrician. What also happened on Thursday, and here in New Hampshire, so I hear, we had thunderstorms. Uh huh. Yep. Just thunder? Well, there was lightning because you know oh. that's kind of how that works, right? You need so. to have the lightning in order to make the thunder because it's the sound, isn't that right, John? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, as soon as I I realized that, then I started checking. Now, I plug all of my computers, all of my my electronics, even my stereo in in the house is plugged into a UPS. Everything that is, except the new setup that I had to set up in the house with the iMac, and I set it up a week ago, and it wasn't yet plugged into a UPS. And by UPS, I mean uninterruptible power supply and battery backup and power conditioner, right? Basically, you know, surge protectors, eh, I don't know about you, John. I've, I've never been a big fan of just the standalone surge protector. I don't think it really does any good. Um, but uh, um, most of the time, yeah. the power flickers I down. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's... I use them. It's better than nothing. I guess so. It'll protect against uh, most things. Yeah, well... Some things. Yeah. I didn't have... So I've got a a, a switch in the house, a switch being kind of a fancy hub, right? I guess the difference between a hub and a switch, John, right, is that... uh, Boy, we're just going on tangents everywhere here. Uh, This is a good one, though. Yeah, the difference Uh, between the hub and the switch is that a hub... Let's say you have a 100 megabit hub... A 100 megabit hub will only do 100 megabits total across the whole hub, whereas a switch will actually create virtual connections between each port or the ports that are talking and do 100 megabits between the ports. So if, for example, you've got four devices plugged into a hub and devices, say there's four ports on it, the, the devices plugged into ports one and three are talking and then the devices in, in ports two and four are talking with a hub, each one of them only gets 50 megabits of bandwidth because it's got to be split. Uh, I'm sorry. Each one of them only gets 25, and then they add that together and they get 50. Yeah. Right. Then with, I a, think, uh, with a switch, everybody gets yeah. their own dedicated bandwidth. So anyway, I have switches, and they're just little Linksys switches, eight-port switches, five-port switches. They're not really intelligent switches. They just do their job and whatever. Well, no as management it turn- or anything? No, no management, no. That's another tangent. Yeah, that's, yeah. So anyway, the switches that I have, uh, some of the ports on them burned out with this lightning strike. Even the switches in the office here, which were connected to UPSs, as soon as the, the, the strike hit, lightning must have hit something. Lightning, of course, goes for the, the surge, goes for DC power first, as, as, I, as, I, uh, as I understand it. And of course, Ethernet runs on DC power, and... Uh, so do modems, right? So the, the, the first things to go are the, the Ethernet ports and or the, uh, the modem ports. Thankfully, nothing, none of the computers were affected except for my Linux machine in the office, which uh, I kind of use as a backup server and that sort of thing. And one of the Ethernet cards in that went. Thankfully, I was able to switch it out and it's no problem. But So now I have three hubs, each with one or maybe two bad ports on them. My Linksys... Router, my WRT54G, bad port. Mm-hmm. Yep, only one. Oh, no, two bad ports on that. And my Vonage router, the foam ports on it died. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there you go. So yesterday I went out and I bought a, a new uh, UPS for the, for in the office. And what I got was the APC 
backups, ES650. So 650 volt amps, which, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly what that translates to. It's 1.7 volt amps per amp, if I'm understanding mm-hmm. correctly. So, but uh, plenty of power to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 1.7 volt amps per per amp or per volt. Do you know, John? John? Yeah. Um, what's a volt? Yeah. Yeah, I forget the rating. Yeah. There's some sort of battery rating. I thought it was it was 1.7. <laughs> so, it, it, anyway, it, it's enough to cover my system. And... Uh, uh, and and the printer that's plugged into. Of course, you never want to plug a laser printer into a, a UPS, a battery backup system, unless you've got just tons and tons of power because laser printers just eat, yeah. eat, eat tons of power. But uh, hey, When they're heating up. When they're heating up, right, when they're soaking up that toner cartridge. So, so I learned my lesson and uh, should never have set it up without it. Thankfully, the new iMac didn't get blown up. But, uh, but it seems like every, everything else took a little hit. But uh, thankfully, the cable running in the ground is all fine and good, so I didn't have to dig all that up. And there you go. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so, now, yeah, what I'm going to suggest, I think what you need to do is to build a dome a to protect dome. your house from the, uh, the, the lightning. Wow. <laughs> what, what should I fashion this dome out of, John? <laughs> I, I'm just giving you the high level. You you got to work that. I out. have to I have to figure um, out the dome. Plastic. Here we maybe. go. Plastic. Yeah, it's um, all plastics these days, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Graduate. Whatever. That's right. Um, yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, amp hours. I would amp say hours. is what batteries are rated in. Yes. Yeah, amp being Vol- current, yeah. current per time. Yeah. You yeah. could do a calculation here. Yeah. So anyways, so, so, was a, so I, hey, I, I mentioned my Vonage router, though, and I'm thinking yeah. that that's a good tangent to talk about. Now, do you use Vonage, John? No. Oh, you don't? Well, you should. Vonage is a... Should I? Well, you know, it maybe. Vonage is, is, if you haven't heard of it, is a voice over IP uh, technology company, rather. And mm-hmm. essentially what they do is they send you a little router. And, of course, they're sending me another one now since I blew the other one up. And it nice. plugs plugs into your internet connection and into your you know cable modem or DSL or whatever you've got for high speed. Need high speed to use it, and it plugs in, uh-huh. and then you plug a phone into it, and it's got a phone number attached to it, and you can even port your existing number over, and then uh-huh. bam, you're on. You, you've got a phone line that goes over the internet. It costs twenty five bucks a month. I can talk to anybody I want in the country or Canada, I believe, and then there's cheap international rates, and it just uses my broadband connection. Works great. Nice. Yeah. Sound quality is great. The bandwidth is higher than than the phone would be. Of course, most telephone devices don't support higher, uh, you know. It, it, but it, it it's got enough. It got enough to cover the uh, the whole deal. So, so there yeah, you go. I'll have to check it out. Usually, I stay within my. Uh, I got like a whatever three hundred minute night and weekend plan on the cell phones. So that uh-huh. uh, that does for now. Yeah, but I can imagine. Uh, yeah, doing the phone a lot for business and all that. Yeah, it's great. So when I plug the uh, the APC backups into into my Mac, it's got a little USB cable that it came with. Uh-huh. I didn't even install the software. I just plugged the USB cable in the Mac and was like digging in the box to find the CD. And I noticed mm-hmm. in the um, 
in the menu bar that something new yeah. appeared, and it looked like the battery meter on a power book. But it knew. I checked. I opened up the energy saver, and uh-huh. it knew that I had an APC backups plugged in. It knew the battery strength, and then it let me set different settings on my Mac. This is all just in OS 10. No additional software oh, required. Oh, that's right. There is. Oh, I looked at this once. Yeah, geeky thing. There is a, actually a protocol yeah. for communicating with UPS, is saying, "Hey, how's it going?" and turn on and turn off. And yep. You know. So now I, I've told my iMac yeah. to shut down when there's two minutes of battery power left, and uh, it knows to dim Since, the screen. Yeah. Gee, isn't that smart? So rather than just running the battery down to nothing and the machine shutting Cratering. off anyways. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which, of course, <laughs> does you. This, I mean, it's basically the same thing as just letting it shut off. Right. right. Yeah. It just extends the pain a little bit. Well, it delays the pain, I guess. It delays the inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I was pretty stoked right. about that. So it uh, just totally worked. No problem. Uh, and I actually did. I, I went and installed the APC software just to see if it did more. It actually does less than the stuff built into OS X, so I went and uninstalled it. So Yeah. You know what I noticed today? Just What's a little that? minor tangent here. I was in Safari. I don't <laughs> so know if This is the ever show of tangents, this. right? So Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Decompressing after Macworld. So I was on a page that required a password, and I accidentally hit the caps lock. And in Safari, uh, it shows a little icon of a... Yeah. Of a cat, but only in Safari. Right. Because I used Firefox and I tried a couple other browsers and it didn't do the same. So Safari has the logic to say, okay, if you're being a, you know, uh, if you slip and hit the caps lock while you're in a password field in Safari, it tells you that. It warns you about really, it. Yeah. Just that I don't know when they started doing that. I don't seem to recall them doing that for long. So maybe it's just the first time I noticed it. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Got anything else to talk about, John? Since we're just going on tangents here, I've thrown the I I, I, I burned the agenda moments ago. So, the uh, you know, if, really? if you smell smoke, that's it's not your computer. It's just it's just the agenda <laughs> being 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 torched. So, anything? No, I uh, still I still have it. Oh oh wait yeah. No, I, right. I burned yours. Remember, it was like the Mission Impossible thing, and I, it, okay. it self destruct. <laughs> like you were supposed to eat that one. Oh, yeah, but if I ate it, then it would have, like, burned me from the inside. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so what do you think of Macworld? Now that the show's over and, and we can speak freely here, not that we, <laughs> not that we, we haven't been all yeah. night, yeah. Um, it was nice to be in Boston. It was smaller. There were, uh, I don't know how many vendors, probably about 90, 80, 90. Was it that? Do you think it was that many? Uh, at least that's what it was in the book. Oh, well, there were you smaller, yeah. including the smallest where, where you had literature thrust upon you. Oh, that guy. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> I, I expect it, right? You're wearing a press pass. You're walking around Macworld, and you expect the people in the booths to come up and, 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 and you know, kind of approach you and want to talk to you. Because, of course, yeah. they want us to talk about or write about their product. And it's cool. Oh, and we oh. actually did, right? There was that, that, that one, the phone belly thing that we talked about at, during the show. Yeah. It's great, and, and you'll, you've seen stuff on the site, and a lot of that's because these people are doing their job, and they're coming out and getting in front of you. Well, this one guy, he didn't even have a booth, and he came up to me, and he says, doing some guerrilla marketing. Please take this, and he shoves this packet of stuff at me. I mean, I, I, you know, he was better than the guys on the streets of New York at getting something, yeah. at, at forcing me to, to, you know, preying on human nature and forcing me to take this thing and... And, you know, and just, he walked away. 
And wow, that's masterful. Because yeah, I, I I usually deflect most of that. Yeah, I, I usually do too. Uh, but I, I was I was unable to deflect him, and it, and it actually mm. it made me angry. But uh, so I, I I crumpled it up and I threw it away. <laughs> no, I, I I read it. You should have given it back to him at a future point in time with the same amount of vigor. Yeah. So I no, I I didn't crumple it up and throw it away. I read it. Okay. And then I crumpled it up. Then and you crumpled it, away. it up and threw it. Away. <laughs> But other than that, there were, uh, oh, who, uh, yeah, they're always fun. Uh, Rad Tech. Yeah. And our yeah. buddy Matt there. They have yeah. all sorts of things for squeaky hinges and cleaning your machine. And uh, yeah. what else do they have? I got all sorts well, of they, stuff. Well, they, they make the uh, the little laptop covers, the real thin, uh, thin line yeah, laptop cover keyboard covers. Keyboard so you don't so get the oil on the screen. Gook on your screen. Yeah. yeah. That was a problem, especially with the titanium. What, right, very, yeah, very much so with the titanium. So. When I had the titanium until the hinges snapped. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought the show was good. I mean, you know, to me, Mackerel Boston has basically become the the regional show that got lucky, if you will. I mean, it, it gets all the press. In fact, all the major news networks were there. Uh, oh, sure. On the, on the first day, there were cameras. I mean, it was great, great press. But, satellite trucks and all yeah. that stuff. But but it's not, it, you know, you can't go in there expecting it to be a major show. And there were a lot of people that were that were ranting and raving, saying, oh, this Macworld sucks and, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, it depends on what you expect it to be. If you expect there to be, you know, 100,000 people pouring in the door and, you know, a- Apple doing some major announcement and all this stuff, that's just not going to happen, right? That's not what Macworld mm. is. Yeah, that's not what Macro Boston what is. what you make of it. But, you know, I saw so many things happen there where because the traffic, the foot traffic was lower, but all these people were in the same place, it, it opened up a lot of opportunities for different companies to get together. There were deals that I saw happening on the show floor that just could not possibly have happened in a, a larger venue or, you know, a larger show. I mean, the venue size doesn't really oh, matter. sure. You know, it, and so I, I think, and there was a, a much greater opportunity for the vendors to talk with their their customers and the and the press and us. You know, so um, I, I don't know. I, I thought the show was good. Of course, I went in with the expectation of it being basically what it was, and and so that's what oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, same here. I looked at the number of you know and and who it was, and I'm like, okay, this is just you know a diff- different mix of uh, activities, not so heavily on the. Uh, uh, exhibits and, yeah. and the number of people there, but including other things, you know, we had a little write-up. Um, oh, yeah, I think we have, if you, if you go to MacObserver.com, there's a special report that uh, talks about what we saw. And one thing which uh, Ricky wrote was about the uh, conference sessions as well. That's a big part of the thing. It actually starts it, the day before the exhibits. And, it's a uh, huge part of it, and it's often overlooked. That's right. You, yeah, and the music angle with this. There's yep. this uh, Berkeley College of Music, which uh, maybe... Uh, uh, in your world, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've never heard of them. I've heard of the other Berkeley, if, if any. Oh, really? You uh, never heard of the Berkeley School like, of Music? Well, I'm not a musician, but you oh. are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. Oh, yeah. So, no, I, I you know, I, I, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, you know, it. Uh, in fact, it was funny. It, on on Thursday afternoon, Brian Chaffin, uh, the editor, of course, of TMO, mm-hmm. and I were just walking the show floor together, sort of, you know, checking in with different vendors and. We walked down the exact, you know, this one aisle and literally across from each other, there was the Etchemac guys and then there was some other company. And I'm not going to mention the other company, A, because uh, I'm, I'm about to say something negative and B, 
I, frankly, I don't remember who they were anyway. Um, but anyway, we talked to this other company. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we talked to this other company first, and the guy's like, oh, man, you know, we didn't sell nearly what we needed to. And, you know, all this guy was focusing on was the only reason we came here was to sell product. You know, we need, and not just product, not ancillary sales, like the, the sales that happen after the show or whatever, just product uh-huh. at the show. And he's like, we didn't sell enough. This sucked. We didn't, you know, the, the foot traffic hmm. wasn't here. And it was a, you know, total bust. We're not coming back. Walk across the same aisle, right? Same foot traffic, everything. Talk to these guys that make the Etchamac thing, which we ran an article and talked about the other night. And these guys are like, man, this was our first Macworld. This was great. We had so many people expressing interest in our products. We got a lot of press. You know, really, this worked out really well beyond our wildest dreams. And, uh-huh. you know, it was because they didn't expect to come to the show and sell product to 80,000 people when there was whatever, you know, 10,000 people there, whatever yeah. it was. I, I don't know how many people were there, but, you know, you, you got to just set your expectations. And so, I don't know. That's, I don't know uh, if that's a uh, – yeah, I, I don't think the primary thing is to sell product. Maybe, mm-mm. you know, promote it. Right. But not sell it right there and then. Yeah, think, and you can you promote know, your product and get press for yourself and, and you know, double your, your your potential market by getting your product in front of all these other people that aren't at the show that are reading the reports mm-hmm. of the show. So, I don't know. Yep. Um, one thing I noticed about the show, which uh, I didn't notice when I came in because I came in at the uh, – Back Bay Station instead of South Station. Yeah. But uh, we noticed the first glimmer of this when we took the tea to uh, to our uh, wild, crazy, out of control uh, editor's dinner, which uh, I, I can't say anything more about it. No, but, we're, um, we're not allowed to talk about that. That's right. <laughs> what happens at that dinner stays uh, at that dinner. <laughs> right, Peter. Okay. Oh, so now um, wait a minute. Can't even talk about the the, the guests. That's right. That's uh, I don't all know right. Who you're talking um, about? So I noticed on the subways. Uh, they had little uh, iTunes, uh, you know, crazy dancing uh, people yeah. uh, things. But then also when I took my uh, train out at South Station, the whole place up in the air everywhere were the, uh, you know, the, the same things. The whole place was covered like on the, uh, uh, you know, the, the roof of the place or along yeah. the walls. They had yeah. the, the banner. So it's like the whole place was done up special. I guess they were like stick on. That's awesome. I don't think they permanently did it. Yeah, But right, uh, it was right. really neat that I missed when uh, I came in, but I saw when I left. Very cool. Um, so they hit the mass transit. That Very was, uh, cool. That was kind of cool. Cool. All right. And the financials, were yeah, they're okay. <laughs> Apple. Yeah, they did good. Yeah. Yeah, they only did like the best ever. Yeah. Highest revenue and income ever, I, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of that's iPod sales, you know. So six million iPods, one yeah. million computers. Yeah, twenty nine percent margin, I think. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good margin. That's good stuff. Yeah, for a computer company, that's very good. Yeah, well, they're not just a computer company anymore, right? They're selling music. They're selling iPods. So you're right, iPod. Yeah. You know, where, where can I learn about more about iPods, Dave? Gosh, you know, I'm glad you asked that question, John. You could learn. <laughs> Jesus, people are going to think this is canned, you know. Uh, <laughs> you can learn more about iPods at iPodobserver.com. And uh, we had lots of news from the show and even sh- even news from kind of outside the, uh, the what you might find in the Mac world. So if you're an iPod user, Mac or Windows, check out iPodobserver.com. Mm. That's right. So well, right, I- I'm going to use that as our, as our excuse to wrap this up. Uh, yes. Yes, that's right. So thanks for listening, folks. Uh, 
You can visit the show notes at MacObserver.com slash podcast. Or if you forget, you can just go to MacGeekGab.com. And please send your audio comments, everything else, into MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com. Sign up through the iTunes uh, subscriptions there. And if you've got a good idea for a logo for us, send it to us. Thanks, folks. Have a great night.